Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Welcome to the Flotastic Zone where Zachary Shiloh shines the most brightest called Black Lions Airspace. And welcome to another episode of what Zachary Shiloh has called Black Lions Domain for what Zachary Shiloh also calls Universal Grounding. Oh, it's been a long time coming, you beautiful Hunskins and Luffs. I am still in awe that it's been over six months since I spoke to these two wonderful Huns right here. Oh, man, oh, man. The last time that I spoke to them, I believe uh, one of them was actually a senior in high school. Oh, boy. And now, <laughs> now both of them are in college. So we have plenty to talk about. Their college lives, the world of pro wrestling as we know it, and believe me, not kids, we actually have Zachary Shiloh's tarot reading part two. Okay, with that said, welcome from the Philippines to International Day in Black Lions Domain, Jiggy and Troy of the Pipe Bombshell Podcast. How are you two loves? Who wants to go first? Jiggy, of course, okay, you know, sure. you went you went from senior high to college, so like you, you have the bigger news, like go ahead. Yes, everyone. My name is Jiggy and I am a co-host of the Pipe Bombshell Podcast. We've been doing the Pipe Bombshell Podcast for a little bit over a year now. We do primarily we do women's wrestling reviews of WWE and AEW, but just lately we have expanded on reviewing impact and NWA as well. Hopefully, we're going to keep that consistent, especially the NWA, because it's so hard to find clips of NWA around, uh-huh. around the internet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we compare the impact, of course. And we also do some interviews of that style. Of some, sometimes. We actually have an interview coming out on Wednesday. We already announced it. So, just keep reminding everyone on Wednesday, our interview with Paloma Star, the Sriracha Muchacha, is going to come out. So, yes, that is one thing to keep in mind of, but... Yeah, that is actually kind of the input. You know what? How am I? Yeah, that's just a little like intro to a podcast right there. But oh, I guess I'm doing fine. Like, uh, college, I'm, I'm like two weeks into it now. So I'm getting a little bit used to the workload. There's a lot, definitely way, way more, I would say. And, you know, it just really disappoints me that uh, I remember an article being published. The Philippines is one of five countries who have not, who have maintained online school, who have retained online school for this year so for another year i'm studying online my freshman year in college we're still here in zoom we're still here in zoom girl and it's very disappointing like just the other day uh there were some reports and there were some reports that our president actually reopened a casino in the beach before like reopening the school so yeah but let it be known it's really fun, I guess. I think I'm going better than a lot of people, but that's what I always say. Oh, wow. That's a whole lot, kids. All right, Troy, you're up, hon. Well, for me, yeah. Well, pretty much a, lar- a large part of my weekly like routine is the recording for the Pipe Bombshell podcast with Jiggy. Um, but on my personal, um, on a personal level, I've actually been 
you know, a, a bit busy with academics because, you know, I just finished my freshman year of college and I shifted out from my original program of materials engineering. I successfully moved to industrial engineering, which I actually oh. also had Jiggy, like, give me a tarot reading about yeah, when, like, I his business that. venue. I was like, <laughs> I was like, am I going to be able to shift out successfully? And lo and behold, I did. So y'all know that this girl's cards spilled tea, so give her the coin um but yeah so you know lots of changes like just to think that it's only been half a year since i've been here i've last been here on zach's show so you know things things really change and bro when we started out bianca belair was getting her push and look at where we are now things i have lots of say about that but yeah, I'll keep it at that for now. But yeah, overall, I've been I've been fine. You know, it sucks that we're still in lockdown here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what can mm-hmm. we do? Yeah. Although, good news, I'm getting vaccinated for my second dose next yeah. week. Yeah, so that's a good thing. But besides okay. that, everything's going fine. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to hear that all is well with you, beautiful Huns. I love you holy. Oh man, oh man, oh man, on my end. Whew. All right, my listeners know this already. All right, so I'm a three-time best-selling author by way of Amazon. I still am working for Amazon. I've been <laughs> employed from a certain nursing home over a year now. Uh, I'm living with my family still nearly two years to the day. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see what else is going on with me. I am starting this coaching. Bit. Matter of fact, I believe my partner Ooh. just pinged me. Yeah. Yeah, kids. I'm actually a coach. I'm actually trying to get some clients and whatnot because I've been working for Amazon nearly a year now. And it's shown me that I actually can be a coach. I can be a leader and some other stuff. But I'm kind of like CM Punk right now. (laughs) Okay. Do I mean by that? What do I mean? Okay, so CM Punk, the AEW newest acquisition out there, was in uh, World's Worst Entertainment 10 years ago. And he was saying that, oh, I love where I work, but I cannot stand how it's run. Well, mm. that's 10 years later, that's me. I cannot stand how things are working in Amazon. I love it. I love it for what's done for me. However, I cannot stand how it works. So <clears throat> I'm trying my best to get through it. I'm actually paying certain people for their services rendered. Uh, a certain blue shirt wearing hun right now. <laughs> I'm pointing that is one of right them. there. <laughs> I already paid him off. So uh Jiggy Kids. I love you, dear. Thank you very much for what you're getting ready to get. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, back to the story at hand. <clears throat> so I decided to actually get in touch with these two because I haven't talked to them in a long time. And any good parent, quote unquote, would check on their kids. <laughs> That's, <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and I say that proudly that these two are part of my podcasting kids and i haven't talked to him in a while so i needed to talk to him plus jiggy actually wanted to give me my uh 
September through December Tarot. So I said, okay, it's time to get them back in here. Let's see what's going on with them. So, boys, uh, now you're both in college. I am happy for you both. Oh, dear God. I am in awe of you. <sighs> I can take off my glasses right now for a few seconds. I feel like... Go ahead. I feel like a chill right now. These two kids are in college, and I'm not even in the same country as them. It's a beautiful thing to see when you actually have known somebody for a long time, and they actually have gone off and did good things. And from what I understood, even though I haven't talked to you, I have kept an eye on you both from the shadows. And MGB Graham... Ramkins, he keeps telling me about you two, especially from a standpoint of one NWA or National Wrestling Alliance. And I'm hearing that this company now has a women's TV show or something like that called Empowered. It was a pay-per-view. It was a pay-per-view, yeah, this past weekend. Excuse me. And uh, Graham was going to actually sit through your review. I hope he's done that by now. I believe he must have. Oh, Gramkins, I hope you actually have listened to my kids' uh, review. With all due respect, big brother, I want you and a, a certain Matt Love on my show together. You actually got me in your uh, good cop, bad cop separately and together. Now it's time before uh, the year is up for you two to step into my domain again together. Not separate, together. Good cop, bad cop. I want one of the funniest shows um, that I've ever produced from you. So uh, Gramkins, Matt Love, if you are within the sound of Zachary Shiloh's voice before 2021 is done, I'm having both of you in Black Lions domain again together because I don't know when I'm going to get the... Uh, MGB wrestling podcast family full. I don't know when that's going to happen because I know Mason and uh, Jackson, they're both busy, especially the eldest boy. Oh boy, what life he has in him. <laughs> but you, Graham and Matt Love, I love you wholly. You two are some of my biggest influences. I want you in Black Lions domain. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. All right, so... What a life. What a life, you beautiful hunt. Troy Kins, I didn't uh, acknowledge this to my listeners, but right now your hair is frosted. Now. Oh, frosted. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I don't know, because, you know, being stuck at home, it's really boring. And I feel like every single day is the same. So I want I want to like some sort of, I don't know, some change and like look. You know, just so I can feel like, you know, I can feel like a human again, aside from like a robot doing like workload in school or whatever. Because, you know, online work, it's not it. Like when you said Jiggy and I were in university, correction, it's online university. So it's like twice as worse. So it's it's not as humane <laughs> as it's, you know, face-to-face counterpart. Um, So I was like, you know what, it's this was towards the end of the semester. And I was like, let's change something up. Um. Yeah, I just had my hair, you know, dyed, and I don't know. I kind of liked it, but you know, it's starting to grow out. Um, the black, um, I don't know what the term is. The roots. The roots, yeah. 
the already the natural hair is starting to grow out. So this side used to be all white, but now it's it's black again. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of liking it still. I don't know if it's if it's the lighting or you know because my lighting's not the best. But yeah, just something something interesting to you know change how I look because I I haven't really done that a lot like in my life. So it was oh. a fun little change put out there. Yeah. Well, your hair looks lovely, my dear Troy Kinsley. Let me see that. And your lighting works for what it is all about. <laughs> so don't crucify what is working for you, hun. Let me tell you right now. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see what else has been going on with you two that uh, I, from the shadows, have seen. Oh, okay. This hun right here. I. Don't really follow her too much anymore. We don't really talk anymore. Uh, Ella J of a Wrestling Gal podcast. Hi, Ella. We oh, love her so much. Man. That is true. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That girl, she's on fire. She's going to wrestling shows. She's interviewing people left and the right. She's practically doing lives almost every single day. I wish I was able to talk to her. But uh, me and Paul, I don't know what happened, but uh, we don't see it eye to eye. But I do respect her from afar. So, uh, Ella J, thank you very much for taking care of my podcast, kids. I appreciate it. And one day, my hope is that you'll return on hit. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, let's see, what can we do? Oh, since we're in the wrestling mode. Let's get the uh, biggest issue out of the way because we're going to actually transition the happiness along the way. All right. So I actually sat through SmackDown last week, shockingly, not because I wanted to. No, no, no. I actually sat through it out of respect to uh, two friends of mine that had me over and wanted to see me after I actually had Something going on last Friday. I don't know what. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a business call, so I had to take it. So I went like late afternoon, early evening, and then SmackDown came on. I said, all right, I'll sit through it with these guys. And lo and behold, I'm watching the clips from uh, last Saturday, or two Saturdays ago now, or whatever. And I'm saying to myself, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh dear God, you are bad writing 101. No matter, no wonder I stopped watching your product some odd years ago. Oh God, WWE. And I'm watching this, and not only is bad writing 101 happen, I'm saying, I'm giving them some props. I, I'm not completely going to crucify the Almighty Empire. All right, so I give them some props. They did have shocking returns. Okay, and mm-hmm. I believe a certain male one is to answer AEW. We'll get to that shortly. So in the women's division, SmackDown's version. All right, from what I'm hearing, Sasha Banks is injured. Injured, air quotes, kids. I don't know what's going on. No one knows, yeah. Neither nope. do any of those. Like, no official statement was about to have been released about this. Yeah. So, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, 
we're using air quotes right now. Or you're listening, excuse me. You're listening, we're actually doing air quotes. So the greatest match, women's match in WrestleMania history in some people's minds, the rematch never happened. So we're thinking us in the fandom that, all right, we're going to have <laughs> I cannot believe I'm saying these words. Bianca Belair, the Royal Rumble winner, the SmackDown Women's Champion, is facing Carmella Bingling. <laughs> Lord. Oh my God. Carmella Bing. Not the not to be confused with the porn star. Uh, the actual Carmella from quote unquote Staten Island. Not really from Staten Island, you Hunts Kins and Love. Look it up. Look it up. She's not from Staten Island. Yeah, I don't think she is. Yeah. I, she I mean, she, so, was, she was a Lakers like cheerleader, so like very far. Yeah, she's a real life chili, but she's not from Staten Island. All right, so Bianca Belair is waiting for her substitute fighter. Carmella comes out, and then some odd seconds later, you hear oh 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 in the background. And then people are losing their minds because a certain female redhead hun from Ireland or Scotland, whatever you want to use, set, comes out, and it's Becky Lynch. <laughs> Becky Lynch has returned. And people are just losing their junk, losing their junk, losing their junk. And she's giving everybody five. She's giving them hugs and making her way to the ring. She blasts uh, Carmella, gets into Bianca Belair's face, and we're thinking, okay, here we are. What better way to actually give Bianca Belair her due that's not named WrestleMania? Let's have her face the franchise of the women's division, the man. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that phrase. I'm still laughing at that phrase right now because she's female, but I progress. All right, the man, the myth, the legend of Becky Lynch. So not even a minute, not even 30 seconds. I understand this correctly. One punch and a rock bottom, Bianca Belair loses the SmackDown Women's Championship in 20 seconds. I said... <laughs> My my supernatural tracker goes off. I'm I'm remembering a certain thing that happened two years ago almost. We're getting ready mm -hmm. to get to a certain anniversary with the Almighty Empire, and I'm saying, why does this feel familiar? Why does this feel familiar? Oh, Brock Lesnar squashing Kofi Kingston in the main event of SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, go watch that, kids. You'll actually be in awe when you watch the dynamics. You get hit with a finisher, less than 20 seconds, it's all over. So WWE, listen up. You've actually done this again, again to the Blacks. You did it again to the non-Caucasians. You pissed me off. But we're going to actually have a remedy, ultimate remedy, for what you can do regarding that. You actually want to have this Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair? 
give Bianca Belair from the women's standpoint <clears throat> her due. Becky has done it all. She's been Money in the Bank winner, I believe. She's done the Royal Rumble win. Oh, thank you, Jiggy Kins. Yeah. I see you I in the background, hon. Yeah, I don't think thank she's winning Money in the Bank. Money in the bank. That's like the only thing she hasn't done. Yeah. And NXT, thank you. Women's Championship. Thank you, Jiggy Kins. Yeah. I've noticed you. No need to add the reply. I actually noticed you. Thank you very much. All right. So she's done everything. She's won the Women's Championships. She's won the Royal Rumble. Why? Why? You could have built this up a little bit. Slowly but surely. Have Becky take the L. And then you want to give Becky more of a story to get Bianca back. Fine. But to take what? Bianca Belair has done in mere months and pretty much say sprinkler effect PP style on storytelling that you produced. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, 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 no. That's not sitting well with me and I believe not sitting well with uh Troikens here either. Mm -mm. Uh Jiggykins can try to defend it a smidge. He could try to a bit, just a bit. <laughs> I believe no 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 knowing you hon you could you could defend it to the moon and beyond. You can yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. But uh this is the unfiltered zone right now. And uh, WWE, you pissed me off badly. Badly. And I try to forgive it. Yes, I have. But now I got an ultimate remedy. And if you actually, you did listen to me somewhat. You did listen to me somewhat. Because I kept on advocating for Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. You gave that to me. I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. Was it the main event of WrestleMania overall? No, it wasn't. It was for night one. And by Zachary Shiloh's standards, that's halfway through the show. That's halfway through the show. In my mind, that should have been the legit main event. But that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You did the right thing at Mania, though. You pulled the trigger on Bianca Belair being the SmackDown Women's Champion. I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. However, now you have brought up in the male form, we're going to talk about that shortly. We're going to talk about that shortly. But as far as Bianca Belair is concerned, you're going to rectify it. You're going to rectify it before Survivor Series, if you are listening. Bianca Belair, Becky, they'll feud for a while. They'll feud for a while. But the ultimate goal, Bianca Belair gets that belt back. And I don't care how long it is for. You, in my point of view, you would have her win it and have her hold it maximum WrestleMania. WrestleMania, maximum. But knowing you, you probably will not actually have her hold it until maybe December, at least for major Royal Rumble. But I progress. I progress. 
All right. So one more time, WWE. You can have Bianca versus Becky, but do the right thing in the long run. Give Bianca Belair the belt back. You crazy Hans Kinsen loves. Give her back the belt. I don't care how long it is. Give her the respect of beating the man and let her become the new man. Oh, God, I cannot believe I'm actually saying those words. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Charkins, you look like you were ready to rip WWE in half. Go ahead. Okay, so, you know, you know me and Jiggy, um, we're huge fans of wrestling, but even larger advocates for women's wrestling. So, right on, like, So, like, when we watch pay-per-views, um, we, of course, we watch throughout the show, but when it comes to the women, that that's the part where we're like super invested in. And during that point on, the women haven't been showcased too much on the show. Like the, the other women's match that has only happened that night was Eva Marie and Alexa Bliss. And I was oh, not Jesus. that. It was a mess. Um, but anyways, besides the point, um, yeah, it was like halfway the show. It was halfway SummerSlam. And it was only, there were only three girls on the card that were showcased, that being Dewdrop, Eva, and Alexa. Um, and then suddenly, in the middle of you know SummerSlam, they announce the not just announce that they promote the Sasha Bianca rematch, and they even had this whole video package for it. They had people hyped up for it. Um, and suddenly, Bianca comes out first. And when this happened, I knew that Sasha was unable to compete because there were lots of rumors. There were a lot of rumors online saying that she was unable to compete for whatever reason something that has not been confirmed yet. Um, so the moment Bianca came out first, I knew that she was unavailable. Like, Sasha was not there at all. Um, and I did expect... I expected Becky Lynch to come back. Really? Um, honestly, there were a lot of, like, r- rumors everywhere. And, like, Becky was teasing it all the time. And, like, considering Sasha was, like, gone for a week, I was like, okay, if Sasha's not going to come to SummerSlam, they need someone to, like, match up the Bianca-Sasha, like, you know the hype and like who's who's the only other woman on the roster who has that much you know that much hype well i thought becky lynch and you know she's been training for a lot of months now after her giving birth you know it's been a while since it was her pregnancy so i kind of saw her coming back but the way she came back i knew that it was very last minute i knew it was last minute especially with the whole cm punk returning to aew like the night before i knew that they needed someone Two people, specifically, including Brock, to like, you know, match up the hype. So they went with Brock and Becky. But the way Becky returned, I knew that it was everything was last minute. Cause I don't know, it's either it was that they had little to no planning for it, or, you know, as you said, they basically just repeated the Brock Lesnar, Kofi Kingston situation, but this time with Bianca. And there are some people who say that this is not a race issue. I'm sorry, but it's hard not to look at it from a racial perspective. Yeah. When, it's, when it's the second time 100%. that a Black world champion is stripped mm-hmm. of their championship to a, um, to a white champion um, under a minute. Like, women's exactly. matches on AEW Dark have much more time. <laughs> Done whatever this does. You're not Please, what the hell is this? Um, and here's a little super quick 
fun like story here. Um, while we were watching SummerSlam, I actually had a friend, um, because we usually stream it on call, um, and we mm-hmm. so that we could like react to it at the same time. I had a friend who isn't a wrestling fan. Like he has no idea what wrestling is. Like he doesn't know that it's like scripted or whatever. But you know, just for the sake of going with me and my other friends who do watch wrestling, like he wanted to watch with us. And the moment the, the Bianca-Becky match happened, she knew, something was, was, she knew something was wrong. And that's coming from someone who does not watch wrestling. Like, if you can upset a non-wrestling fan about a wrestling match, oh you know God. something's up. But, as a, okay, I'm going to talk as a Sasha fan. Um, like, people say that Bianca was robbed, but Sasha was robbed as well, low-key. Like, I know that it, it might have been personal issues. Like, you know, you never know what's going on with a person. Um, it could have mm-hmm. even be her mental health problems because she has talked about those in the past. So I hope she's getting better, of course. Um, but think about it. Like, they got rid of one Black girl from one of the biggest matches on SummerSlam, replaced her with this white girl, and then they let this white girl take another Black girl's championship. And... People refuse to say that it's a race issue. I'm really sorry. It's hard. It's hard not to look at it. Like even if it wasn't, which, you know, quote unquote, let's just say it might not be. I don't know. It might be storyline, but it's really hard not to look at it from a racial perspective, especially with WWE's racist past. Like, let's not deny that. It's let's true. not deny that. Oh, so, oh, it was, it was just hunt. a mess. Sorry to interrupt you, but to deny that the almighty empire doesn't have a racist history is to deny that you two both are not LBGTQs. Not only that, but not all uh, non-Caucasians overall. So uh, WWE, you got bad history with the non-Caucasians. Oh, God. We're talking about a company that actually made a Samoan into a sumo wrestler, a Japanese sumo wrestler. Oh my, oh my God. Embarrassing. The first ever women's um, Royal Rumble happened. And then, you know, it was a very first, for the very first time, two Asians won at the same night, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asta. And guess what? Neither of them won. Oh, <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you for adding more iron to my fire. Oh God, it's been three years since that travesty happened. I'm not over. I'm not over that. Luckily, Oscar was able to pick up her career in some point. Like she was able to become cha- world champion once again, and actually has a really decent decent run. And you know, uh, for the longest time, I just want to share. We really thought that oh, maybe WWE's just not using her anymore. They don't have plans. Apparently, she's injured. So Oscar, I hope you're going well. Oh please. And we're just Oscar, please bring back Oscar. And with Nakamura himself, I believe that he has yet to recover from that loss, like storyline wise. Oh. oh my god. Oh dear God. I I was watching SmackDown last week. I didn't know who the Intercontinental Champion was. I didn't know that there was a King of the Ring that's not named Baron Corbin anymore. I'm looking at SmackDown and then all of a sudden I'm hearing uh this. Familiar theme song. And then I'm looking at it and I said, oh my God, it's Nakamura. (laughs) He's the actual Intercontinental Champion and King of the Ring right now. Oh man. And I'm losing my jump, but at the same point in time, I'm saying to myself, 
Oh, you are petty. Nick uh, Nakamura right now. You are petty screwing Nakamura right now. It's been five years since he signed a contract with you, and he's not sniffed or licked a world title yet. But yet in his native Japan, and believe it or not, kids, Zachary Shiloh's reincarnated Japan. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. He was the man. He was given everything just like that because of who and what he was and his talent. Whereas the almighty empire, I, I cannot describe it. And I think I told this story before, and I believe I said it when you two loves actually came on here prior, that Nakamura and Asuka, as Jiggy Kins actually did touch upon, uh, won the Royal Rumbles respectively three years ago. At this point in time, WWE is hyping up a big return to the land of the rising sun for the summertime. And I'm thinking at that point in time, okay, you're doing right by the Japanese by actually having them win the Royal Rumbles. Okay. The best scenario were you. And you talk about being a business. You talk about being racially equivalent. Have both win their matches. And if not win at Mania, damn sure you have them win at the following pay-per-view like good writing would do. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Shinsuke Nakamura right now is the king of the ring and intercontinental champion. And he's tagging up with this guy that's supposedly playing guitar for his theme song. And I think that guy is going to betray him eventually. And those two will go off and have a few for the Intercontinental belt. Uh, Asuka, she, as Jiggy Ken said, eventually did get under her wings. But, <laughs> but I regress back to 2018. Nakamura was injured. Asuka just didn't click, quote unquote, for WWE. And when... I heard about the Japanese tour. I said, you ultimately lost my money now, period. I'm unsubscribing from your crap tacking. I'm done. I'm done. And the ultimate thing that got me was not only just Nakamura taking the biggest L of his life and Oscar, but Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa Joe, the now, what is it, three times... NXT champion. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about uh, having pity sex, kids. Talk about having pity sex. <laughs> God. Oh, God. No, don't get me started with Samoa Joe right now. Oh, God. That is the ultimate pity sex moment of 2021. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <sighs> Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. But we got a remedy. We got a remedy, kids. I keep on teasing it. And now it's time to unload it. All right. So I sat through SmackDown. I've been following the almighty Empire's stench for months. And supposedly, Big E Langston uh, of the New Day, I believe they're all still together in some form or fashion, 
okay, is now Mr. Money in the Bank. He is Mr. World Title Shot for the next year. If the almighty empire keeps their mitts off of him, and I'm scared. I'm scared out of my mind, but I'm leaping afraid because these Huns, they got bad writing all over them. They actually gave Otis a dear plus-size white guy who's known for being funny and entertaining to some degrees or another than my point of view. Uh, the world title shot last year, but then he actually lost it to The Miz and the rest they say is history. So I'm saying to myself, you better not do it. You better not do it with Big E. You have him feuding with uh, Baron Corbin right now. Happy Corbin. Bad news, Barrett. Corbin. Yes, kids. Go and watch Bad News Barrett and tell me that his thing that Baron Corbin is doing right now isn't the same thing. Tell me that's not happening in 2021. Tell me. But I progress. All right. So Big E has been teasing this thing of cashing in on Roman Reigns because one Paul Heyman is involved. And kids, SmackDown has been on Fox now almost two years. The main event, as I touched upon earlier, was Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. They recycled that match, turned it into Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. We're taking it and reversing it back to male form. All right, so Brock Lesnar, as Troy actually alluded to, is now back in the company. He's now looking a little bit slimmer. He's got a beard going. He's got a little bit of a mullet going on for him. And... He comes out, confronts uh, Roman, who beat John Cena. I'm still shocked by that. I'm still shocked by that. I was too. Oh, man, oh, man. All right. So Brock comes out to a massive pop. He confronts Roman, and then Paul Heyman gets away with the champion, the universal champion. And I'm saying to myself, okay, you're making your wet dream come true again. You want Roman versus Brock. You want them to happen again. All right. So how we're going to build up to it. So Finn Balor, kids, the former Prince Devitt in New Japan is stepping up to Roman on SmackDown. And I was kind of talking to some people in the background. I was saying, oh, where's the Street Profits? I haven't seen them in a while. And then all of a sudden, the Street Profits come out and help us uh, save been from the uh, bloodline. Please correct me if I'm wrong. That's their names. Okay. Uh-huh. The bloodline. The Samoan Mafia of WWE, if you want to call them that. Roman and the uh, Uso twins. So, all right. We're starting to build a six-man tag for what it feels like to make. And I'm looking at Biggie go at it with Baron Corbin. And I'm saying, don't have him lose that case to this guy. You failed that other guy four years ago. Leave him alone. So 
I'm asking myself, what is the best way WWE can rectify the treatment of the Blacks from two years ago through now? And I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm thinking logically, 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 what's the best solution? Oh, okay. Biggie's now Mr. Money in the Bank. You want your wet dream of Roman versus Brock again. Have that match happen. I don't care how it happens. Make it happen. And I'm thinking more than likely because Brock doesn't appear on a, what is it? B or C level shows. So we're going to have to flush this thing out until November at max. So, all right. Let's have it happen at Survivor Series because I don't think people want to wait until WrestleMania for it. No. All right. November, Survivor Series. Brock versus the champion of the universe. Roman. Brock beats Roman in a whatever style match. And then the ultimate comes in. Zachary Shiloh's rectification. Big E's revenge. We actually have revenge for Kofi Kingston taking the L two years ago on SmackDown, and we kind of rectify from a male standpoint, the women's match that happened at SummerSlam. Big E cashes in on Brock and he wins the belt. Yes, kids, I actually wrote that in the back of my mind because they've been teasing that Big E will cash in on Roman because of uh, Paul Heyman's interference. Going back to Kofi Kingston. Okay, so... One more time, WWE, if you're listening to me. All right, you can have your wet dream. Mm-hmm. I will keep on saying it over and over again. Have your wet dream of Roman versus Big... I mean, Roman versus Brock. Have it happen at Survivor Series. We don't want to wait for that match. We want something else at WrestleMania. So Big E cashes in on Brock. Things are Copa. For your standards, for a while, we'll see what happens. And anybody that actually wants to chime in with a Big E's revenge, please start using the hashtag Big E's revenge on social media. Please make that happen. Please make that happen because we want that to happen so badly you want to repeat Brock Lesnar versus the big show but now have Roman as the big show (laughs) all right all right let's go with it let's go with it all right you two you look like you were all about it let's have your thoughts Jiggy Kent's first this time there we go I was like I was looking for the unmute button over there. <laughs> okay, but I guess Big, as I said before we, we recorded, Big E is long overdue for a world championship, for a world championship run. Like, I've really been vouching for him, especially during the pandemic era. If anyone remembers this, um, the triple, the triple threat 
hashtag ladder match in Mania 36. He was representative of the New Day. And, you know, he was, for the longest time, he was a sole representative of the, of the New Day. And Kofi and Xavier both went back to home respectively. So I just really got attached to him and all. And, you know, I was really vouching for him to win Doral Rumble. But around the same time, he won the Intercontinental Championship. So I'm like, you have to wait another year or something for that to happen. So, you know, I'm... So when he won Money in the Bank, I was one of the happiest people out there. Like, I... Quite honestly, I wasn't paying attention that much since I had more to do that day uh, after seeing the women's matches. But, you know, don't think we should do this. So, like, we pay for all of the shady shit that we've done to non-Caucasian people, maybe be, maybe be Black or, like, Asians or, like, Latinos. They have them. So we have screwed so many people over. And, you know, it's pretty crazy to think that you really have that we've, we've gotten seen over like many times. Like, I just want to like bring back also, like even with Asuka, like Asuka's a really good example of it, unfortunately. But even with Asuka, she was able to win back the women's championship, as I said, but she didn't exactly have the most memorable run. Like she wasn't the star of the show, like even though she was champion. And coincidentally enough, that was also happening with Io Shirai down in NXT, where she was the champion and she was having amazing matches. But um, as a fan, it seems like Rhea Rip- we see Rhea Ripley more in her screens at that time rather than Io Shirai. And coincidentally enough as well, on the other side of things, AEW had Sheeta champion, but Britt Baker and a lot of other, like, other women were being pushed to her on Dynamite. I think she had it the worst out of all three of them, but speaking of WWE, it's just really about time that they really put themselves out there. And, you know, in general, I would argue like the big companies, Impact, WWE, and AEW, like no matter how much they say we're a really diverse company, like even with AEW, you're so white. <laughs> you're so white. Like I remember, like just last week, one of, I saw on Twitter, um, on Rampage, the secondary show, they, they posted the card. And as a company that really promotes that they are there to add diversity to wrestling, Red Velvet was the only black wrestler who ever appeared in that show, like on that day. And everyone else was white. <laughs> so it's about time that not even WWE just does it, all of wrestling does it. I know Impact, in a sense, has, has done it the best. So, you know, it's about time. It's 2021. Come on now. Oh, yeah, that's what I <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Troy Kins, uh, you look like you're ready on to unload, hunt. Go ahead. Well, all I have to say is like this just this doesn't just like um apply to wrestling. This applies to any work environment. I feel like diversity in a work environment is, you know, it's really cliche to say, but like a lot of people say it, but it's the truth. You know, we need diversity in work environments because we need to have people from different backgrounds and cultural um, origins to give their specific perspective on like matters that concern um, that workplace you know in the in the in the context of wrestling um, it would it, it would be so boring to just see on um, non like like just white wrestlers just battle each other all the time it's one of the reasons why people don't enjoy aew as much at least for the women but like you know it's you know it didn't, how do I say that? It, it like gives a new dynamic. There we go. It's like a new dynamic as opposed to just like a stagnant um, type of 
company or like workplace you know that's why i keep like reiterating on the importance of um not just equality but also representation in media because that's what's important nowadays and like although you can argue that um you know society now is like relatively more you know progressive and more inclusive um it's it's only partial attainment it's not like fully attained and you know in all honesty it's not like it's not like we're gonna achieve it within the next few years it's gonna take a movement it's gonna take a movement mm-hmm. but it's gonna take a yeah. long time um so the only thing that we can do right now is to support that cause and that's why I really hope major promotions and major companies such as WWE and AEW do uphold them because, you know, they're, they're a large platform. They're global international platforms with international viewership with people from all over the world. So, like, how would people, how would non-ideal people feel if, like, people like them aren't shown on television screens? You know, just saying, this is coming from someone from Southeast Asia, of course. It's very, very difficult to see that, but and that's my take. I just, want, I just want to add on to what Troy said over there. Um, so, yeah, society has definitely progressed from the past, but, you know, it's it's just not 100% like out there yet. Like, things yeah. such as Black Lives Matter would, would, would should not be a thing by now, supposedly. And even, like, South Asian hate, like, those movements on the stuff are living through, like, there's a lot of sort of like inequality like everywhere and it's really sad to say this but like I remember talking to my friends about it on like what we want to do in the future and I said oh I want to move to the states like what I kind of want to live in New York City I'm like are you gonna get paid time there I'm like well he's not wrong <laughs> true as minorities it's hard to it's be true. you know it's hard a minority but yeah hoping for the best though hopefully uh hopefully my dear huns you too uh, hopefully we shall see what the empire does because they've been known to do some shady shit like J- jiggy kins actually used perfectly so jiggy kins bravo bravo son. bravo okay uh let's see as far as wrestling is concerned all right, let's get away from the almighty empire because I think we've all had about enough of that nasty crap in our mouths. We'll go and do something else. All right, NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, home of the Four Horsemen original form, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, uh, AEW founder's dad. Uh Let's see, NWA, NWA. Oh, the original ECW was born from that, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I understand that this reincarnation by Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Please actually listen to their music. It's perfect. I love it. I grew up on it, but I progress. All right, so uh, Billy Corgan and the NWA presented this pay-per-view called Empowered, and I'm understanding that 1MGB Graham, Gramkins actually texted me yesterday stating that these two huns over here actually did a review. So boys, tease my listeners with uh, what you are actually gonna talk about. Uh, Troykins, you can go this round. 
Yeah, well, you know, our episode on that NWA All Women's Pay-Per-View Empower, we actually already released it last Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, originally it was supposed to be on Tuesday, but I actually had some um, extracurricular activities. I was like, Jiggy, I'm tired. My head hurts. <laughs> like, let's move this to tomorrow. Um, and thankfully he did because also I wasn't like completely finished with the show. So it was postponed by just a day. Not a big deal. Um, but yeah, so simply we reviewed NWA Empower and also NWA 73 just because, you know, it was an NWA pay-per-view the day after. So like, why not talk about it as well? So like, you know, it's the NWA pay-per-view weekend. Um, and the reason why we reviewed it on its own, because usually we, we do review pay-per-views, but like along with our weekly episodes. But like we devoted, we devoted a specific like bonus episode to it because, you know, it's an all-women's pay-per-view. And considering that we're a, we're a women's wrestling podcast, uh, we thought that, you know, if we want to continue like advocating for women's wrestling and women's rights in wrestling, um, it would just be right for us to devote one whole episode just talking about an entire pay-per-view dedicated to the women and I feel like what made it so special for us is that we knew some people who actually attended the event and were huge parts of um the production of the event um and like you know all the entrances and all that like as you brought up earlier earlier Ella J was there yeah um, DS Shin from Ring the Bell we mm-hmm. saw both of them in Melina's entrance, like as a paparazzi. Like, you know, like like who would have thought that those two people on the NWA Empower stage already talked to me and Jiggy? Like, you know, if for them it's probably a really small thing, but for us, like me and Jiggy, for um, you know, kind of like um, how do we how do I say this? Like women's wrestling content creators who aren't based in the U.S., like, it really means a lot to us to have some sort of connection, even though it's very minimal. And yeah, it just goes to show, like, you know, throughout our whole year in podcasting, like, at least we know that we've reached something and we've met so much amazing people, including you, Zach. Um, Thank you. you. you know, <laughs> got to meet and, like, collaborate on with for so much projects, and it's just so great, but... Yeah, we just talked about the pay-per-view, every single match from the opening sh- oh, from the opening triple threat all the way to the invitational main event. It was a blast. It was so much to cover. Was we were, I was tired, but it was amazing. Aww, at least you actually put the content out, Troy. I appreciate it. And <laughs> today, today, then tomorrow, I'm making a promise to you two that I will watch your review. Seriously, <laughs> I will seriously watch your review. All right, Jiggy, if you do, you agree with Troy, or uh, you have your own thoughts as well. Yeah, it's just, it's just really more of the same. NWA Empower was just definitely something else, and you know, um, besides that, we knew some of our friends were there, DS and Ella. Um, one of the biggest like things that really like, drew me into it is that. All of the producers of the matches, all of the producers itself are all women and all legends on their own right. We got Mickey James, Gail Kim, Medusa, Jazz, four of the best women wrestlers of all time producing this event. And there was just so many historical meanings to it, like the forbidden door, as we call it, has been shattered. Wrestlers from NWA, AAA, AEW, Impact Wrestling all attended the show. A dream match in Viana versus Melina happened. And you know, Awesome Kong has her official retirement, like, thing over there, like, segment, so to speak. And, you know, there were just so many, like, things that really drew me in 
and you know to be quite frank, to be quite frankly honest I didn't know like half more than half of the women that were on the pay-per-view but it was a blast to see all of them and you know it was really fun and the fact oh just just add again they reinstated the NWA Women's Tag Championships after 37 years and I believe from what I know that venue in St. Louis is was the original venue of the weekly NWA shows. And that was their first event. Uh, and that was their first event as well in how many years. So it was just very historic, the fact that it's also all women. And not to mention that that was actually the very, it was really, it was very interesting to me. And I hope that the older wrestling companies like WWE should do this more often. Um, <laughs> before, <laughs> no, it's, it's just really cool that before their women's championship match, Camila Mubahersh, they could pay tribute to, to the, for me, one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, Mildred Burke. They actually showed her original championship belt, which is, you know, it was pretty damaged. It was pretty shattered, but I got goosebumps all the way down. Like, obviously, I wasn't alive at the time when Mildred Burke was an active wrestler, but the fact that there is just so many history under that belt itself, and, you know, it's also just a little cute touch to it that NWA actually called the women's championship the Burke so you know it's really it's really amazing and when I saw it I was like wow like I was so amazed it was amazing overall it's an out of 10 show seven three as well we saw um the first main yeah I would, I would say the first main of uh, match of Mickey James ever since getting released by WWE like her first main match on like on a big on a big like what's the word on a big platform and of course you got like the outfall of that and NWA power it seems like it's going to continue to be weekly but it's so hard to find groups out there so we hope that we we hope you like see to get to talk about NWA more it was one hell of a show oh man oh man oh man I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to because oh the god there's so much of it there's GCW and Jiggy Kins, you posted something from GCW. We're going to talk about that shortly. Uh, okay, uh, there's GCW, there's ICW, No Holds Bar, there's NWA, there's our dear friends from Stanford, Connecticut, uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, All Japan, Big Japan, AWA. Uh, Jesus Christ, so much of it. I tried to marathon as lot as I could in the early days of Black Lions airspace and maybe even before that. And I just well, like <laughs> I exploded. Oh my God. And MGB Graham. Grahamkins can actually testify to this. I believe uh Matt Love can testify to this. Uh our dear friends uh formerly of the Brainbuster family, they could probably testify to this. There is so much of it, and you try your absolute best to watch it all, but then you say to yourselves, Jesus Christ, how do I do this? Not only how do I do this, but how do I actually make time for this? This You are just asking yourself this time again, and I had about enough. I needed to actually go off and do other things. But 
the wrestling bug is still there. I'm hearing rumors of certain things of a certain company that Jiggy Kins actually did on uh, share a big, big thing. <laughs> I noticed on uh, Twitter today, or what was it really yesterday? Oh man, oh man, oh man. But uh, Empower, I heard about it. I said, WWE, again, you are bad writing. You actually kept on teasing for years that you love women and you gave evolution. What was it? I think about like two years ago, three years ago. Three years. Yes, three years. Yeah, you gave it about three years ago and not one sniff, not one fart, not one anything of a women's pay-per-view. You wanted to go back to Saudi Arabia for your failed shows time to get and you didn't hear from your fans that were not from that country not to go you actually raped the actual saudi arabian family for money that's why you went you keep on saying we love women we love equality this that and the third why in jesus name hasn't there been an evolution too no, 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 not even a two. Why at this point hasn't there been a three or four at this point? By now, there should have been a fourth evolution, women's evolution, pay-per-view. But hey, that's why you're quote-unquote sports entertainment, right? You just want to be entertainment, but you're not really sports entertainment at all. No, you're not. You actually are now in the past and in the future, a dramatized production presented as a sport, just like everything else in the wrestling industry. No disrespect, no disrespect at all, because I like me some fix shit, and I'll be talking about that with a uh, certain uh, someone later on. But anyways, I progress. Uh, <clears throat> WWE, why haven't you given a women's pay-per-view? Why haven't you given a women's pay-per-view? And you say, we're sports entertainment, we're sports entertainment, we're sports entertainment. What is football? What is baseball? What is hockey? What are all these other sports? Sports done with entertainment in the middle. You're not the only thing. You're horrible. <laughs> I keep on saying that you're horrible. But these two, they'll put up with you a little bit better than I can because I can't stand you for five seconds, but I'll put up with them because I love them wholly. And same thing with Graham Kins, Matt Love, my dear friend Conrad Cushman, Mags, Ella J, if she ever decides to return, uh, anybody that has dealt with you for years, I will let them roam around in this domain and talk about you. May they love you or like me, can't stand your guts. <laughs> I will make that known. I can't stand your guts because of what you've done to the non-Caucasians for years. But you've given some great moments. I will not deny that. I will not deny that. I am a wrestling fan nearly 30 years on and off. I have been because of you to some degrees. And for me to say that 
I don't love you for what you did do. To some degrees or another. That's a lie. That's a lie. All right. Let's see what else has happened in the wrestling industry. Oh, my dear friends at Game Changer Wrestling, let's address <laughs> something that's gone on. All right. So the last time I actually watched Game Changer Wrestling, they presented their uh, blood sport, and that was back in April. Since then, we've had transition of world champions. Ricky Shane Page is no longer the GCW world's champion. He lost the belt to uh, Nick fucking Gage at, uh, what's this crazy thing called? Uh, Shane Page's Spring Break. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Brett Lauderdale, if you are listening to the sound of Zachary Shallow's voice right now, pal, you shocked me when uh, Joey Janela lost. <laughs> you, Brett, you know how to actually be very controversial. So I'm not going to crucify you badly like WWE. I'll give you props. All right. So uh, Ricky Shane Page loses to Nick Gage. Nick Gage is the two-time world's champion, and then all of a sudden, months pass by, and then one Matt Cardona, better known in the Almighty Empire as uh, Zack Ryder, shows up and then beats Nick Gage for the belt. I'm saying to myself, if you're not watching uh, on YouTube or wherever I'm posting this, kid, I'm shaking, shaking my head. I'm like, what what just happened? What just happened? Zack Ryder is actually the GCW World's Heavyweight Champion, the quote-unquote number one hardcore promotion in the world in many eyes. The world's champion is a guy that should have been WWE or Universal Champion or World's Champion. When I heard about this, I said, Way to go, Brett. Way to go, Brett. You pity, 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 pity sex, Zack Ryder. No disrespect, though, Brett. No disrespect to you. But I know a pity screw when I see one. And Zack Ryder, yeah, he's world championship material. I'll give him that much credit. But you are trying to atone for the sins of a company that he worked for. That should have given him the rub. What was it? In my point of view, should have been by now, maybe two to three years, maybe, maybe. Definitely by this standards, he should have been a champion by now. Definitely, definitely. But I've progressed. So Matt Cardona, the current GCW World's Heavyweight Champion, or excuse me, excuse me, according to uh, Twitter, he's the Game Changer Wrestling Universal Champion. Rock Gardadale, I love you more than a straight man should. That was gold. I'm laughing at this. Jiggy showed this thing earlier. I remember I caught it yesterday, but 
uh, roughly maybe an hour before we hit the record button. I'm looking to get in contact with these two so we can get together for pre-show chat. And then Jiggy is posting this club and I'm saying, oh dear God, I still cannot believe this actually happened. <laughs> actually happened. Matt Cardona is the GCW <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. I'm actually catching kind of a migraine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I gotta take off my glasses for a few seconds. Oh my god. Oh my god. Rat! Rat and death. I love you so much. I love you so much. Oh man, oh man. You know how to create controversy, old friend. That controversy creates cash. And you are giving GCW fans around the world reasons to go to your shows. So, Brett, I never crucified you completely at all. I've always given you props words due. So I'm not going to completely dumpster fire this, even though I say that it's a pity. Screw to Cardona for the ease rectifying of his career. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Ugh, that's, a, that's horrible. So WWE, again, listen up if you're listening to this. <laughs> do not do Big E dirty. <laughs> do not do him mm-hmm. dirty. Because if he leaves, the New Day leaves, they will get something like this from Brett Lauderdale. You are giving them ammunition. The Indies, the AEWs, the Ring of Honors, all these other places. You're giving them ammunition to kind of make fun of you. (laughs) When I actually watched that clip of the now Universal Championship, I was laughing so hard because Matt Cardona turned the GCW World's Championship into uh, the Zack Ryder Internet, I mean, not Intercontinental, Internet turned into the Universal Championship meets the John Cena spinner belt. I said, <laughs> oh, God. I can see many people crucifying Brett for that decision. I, I can see them right now. They're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? But I understand business. I understand logic. And that is funny. That is gold. So, uh, Brett, good job. G- good job. <laughs> God. And Jiggy Kins, thanks for reminding me. I needed to actually talk about that at some point. <laughs> oh, Lord. God, Brett Gardner, oh, how I love you so. I really got people talking. Like, I don't really pay much attention to GCW, to be honest. But when I saw the video, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but the first thing I personally thought of was like, oh, the, the, the colors, the kind of right of the Divas Championship, Wrestling Power. I love that championship. But the thing, I was like, I don't know. I, I guess, like, I know that's Matt Cardona's like, aesthetic as well, but it's oh. just really funny. Like, I didn't expect it, and you know what? 
it got people talking, made people hate it or not. It got what they wanted to happen. But Matt Cardona as the quote unquote, I'm assuming the king of extreme now or something like that. Because oh, he is in GPW. That is okay. Personally, for me, um, I'm not that big into hardcore wrestling, but I'm a big fan of death matches and the Joshi death matches in Tokyo oh. Joshi or in Stardom. Well, mostly in Tokyo Joshi, I don't really do it in Stardom. So I'm like, that is a slap in the face to the death matches that I have seen where they have like stuff and all. Like, okay, if they did have Matt Cardona. Like how build and prove himself as like a really good hardcore star. I would have been fine with it, but this was just like a really like okay, here's a big star, become champion kind of deal. Yeah. So I actually did find out about Cardona, and originally I wanted to crucify it. I seriously did, but then I remembered GCW in the last some odd years, they actually do have this uh Goofy, alternatively serious uh, attitude to him, just like myself. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, yeah, you actually have had things like Joey Janela's spring break. You've had uh, Effie's uh, gay brunch and all these other things where comedy is definitely the main source of the show. So, Brett, I'm not going to crucify you. No, I'm not going to do it. I can see many people who are are GCW fans for the hardcore, the actual straight-up fighting uh, standpoint that, okay, this former WWE reject is now the number one champion in their company. The The company that they see is number one in the whole entire world over everything else so yeah i understand i understand their point of view but then there's more light-hearted people like the three of us here. and we're looking at this and we're saying okay this is cute this is funny let's roll with it let's see what goofiness they could do because i already laugh at the uh, gcw world's championship lineage to some degrees or another because of uh, it just being the uh, Nick Gage belt. I'm sorry, Brett, but it's the truth. It's the truth. And the truth hurts. Just like barbed wire across a person's back. Oh, God. But that belt was the Nick Gage belt for years. Nobody else has held it more than once. Brett. Please, please, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe Nick Gage has held that belt longer than anybody else. And to see somebody like a Ricky say, uh, RSP, let's just call him that. RSP and Cardona hold your belt. All right. But now, Brett, we're starting to get into years territory. And you've known me God knows how long. And I've always been respectful to you. I've always been respectful to you. And I still thank you for holding my merchandise at a, what was it? ICW in Queens. I think, what was it? About three years ago now? Yeah, three years in November, it will be exactly when you actually gave me my stuff. (laughs) All right, but we need something different, Brad. We need something different. We've touched upon 
racial things being these two. Brett, as much as I love you, as much as I respect you. In the next some odd years, we're in 2021 now, old friend. 10 years, I'm hoping that there will be more racial equality on your standpoint, that there will be Latinos that are not trapped in Mexico, <laughs> Latinos not trapped in Mexico, holding your tag team championships and all these other championships. Blacks, Japanese. I'm hoping in the next 10 years, Brett, legit, that the non-Caucasians will get the rub with all your championships. Because I'm starting to notice a pattern somewhat with you two. And it hurts me. It hurts me from a personal standpoint. I understand from the business standpoint that Nick Gage, the almighty Nick Gage, the man, has been your go-to. And he's one of the greatest wrestlers in deathmatch history, period. He is, uh, if I could use this phrase correctly, the god of deathmatch wrestling. I will give Nick Gage all the props and credit in the world. Without him, deathmatch wrestling wouldn't exist as it has been and will be. But there comes a point in time where you have to look outside of the comfort zone. You have to leap afraid and trust something that doesn't look like you. Something that people are attracted to. Like me, I was attracted to one Calvin Tankman. I love him. He's great. He's plus size. He looks like me. He actually can do stuff that Maybe even Jiggy Kid is what she could do. He could flip. He could fly. He can just have greatest strong style matches. I was hoping that Calvin Tankman would have won a, what's it called, Brett? The uh, Acid Cup. I was hoping he was going to win that. And then you would translate it into a world title feud where Tankman is challenging RSP and then beats RSP for the belt eventually. I don't know where. I don't know when that was going to happen. I was hoping it was going to happen at Mania next year during uh, the collective. But, Brett, as much as I love you, as much as I respect you, I'm not making any threats to you, old friend. But I am giving you another five, 10 years. I'm holding you accountable just as much as I'm holding WWE accountable. Impact anywhere else in the wrestling industry accountable for the non-Caucasians. You will, with all due respect, somehow, some way, have more 
non-Caucasians in world ultra-violent and tag team title situations. Because, yeah, sure, Nick Gage, he took care of your company for years. But how much longer can you rely on him with all the blood, all the sweat, all the tears that he's put out for many years? It's time to rely on the new breed. The younger. That's so true. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not that big. As I said earlier, I'm not that big a fan of GTW, but I have one thing to say. As Kelly Kelly once said in one random FTW show, "What about the divas?" No, like in my head, the only when I think of GTW, the only like woman that I can think of was Ali Cat. I don't know if there's any other anyone else who. Does go to that promotion, but I can't think of much. I know there used to be a GCW Women's Championship, and it was Diana Perazzo who actually held it. So why can't they bring that back? Like you know, um, maybe that matches aren't just as popular with like women's wrestlers over there. But what about the Divas? Like why not have a why not have a women's division? I would watch this shit out of that. Like that's not something else. Yeah. Okay, let me do this properly. Yes, hon, yes, yes, hon, yes. That's the absolute truth. Okay, I'm sorry, Brett. You gave me something else to say, Jiggy Kins. Thank you very much. All right, Brett, I love you. I love you. I love you. I will keep on saying that until the sun don't shine, the pigs don't, the cows don't, and everything else. But what about the women? When are the women are actually going to have their own shows? That's not uh, called uh, LA Cats uh, Hot Snatch or whatever. When are the women actually going to have main events on your show? When are they going to actually have semi-main events? We need estrogen. It cannot be an all-cock fight. It cannot be an all-cock fight. That is so true, though. Like, Oh man, oh man. I can just think of like these great women that could definitely pull a death match off. Like Thunder Rosa, like comes on the top of my head. I don't know if she's ever done a death match. Probably like the closest I've seen a person a death match is the like out match against Britt Baker. And yeah. if that's what she can do, just imagine like I know like there's a lot of creative minds out there. So like, you know, just giving the opportunity, giving the platform and that match wrestling, even though it is not as popular as regular wrestling, I think the women's wrestling community would be more than welcome to add another women's championship to look out for. And in, in itself, it's going to make the championship unique because WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling doesn't necessarily give us like that match, that match-ish like matches. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Give them a platform. I agree. I agree. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Brett, please. I'm not begging. I'm asking nicely. These two huns over here are asking nicely. Please start having stronger appearances by women. Let's have them actually main event a show or two where the cockfights happen. Let's actually have women main event. Come on, Brett. Come on, Brett. You're almost 10 years into your company now, I think. Like, you're definitely over the five-year mark. Come on, Brett. Please, old friend. 
<laughs> must have more estrogen. Oh, hi, doggy Kent. Hello. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. But this wrestling thing, I, I'm trying to find myself in it. I really am. Not just from a standpoint of real life, but like from the standpoint of it just being fiction, too. I'm not trying to watch it quite so objectively, but I'm a rebel. I'm a I'm gonna speak my mind no matter what it is. And if I burn bridges, I apologize, but I, I'm done. I'm done trying to please everybody. <laughs> so all wrestling companies are held accountable in my point of view. From from this point forward, even more. We need racial equality. We need sexual equality as well. So it's not just GCW or the Almighty Empire. Ring of Honor, I'm talking to you. New Japan, I'm talking to you. NWA, I'm talking to you too. Uh, every other promotion that I can think of that I just cannot blurt out and plus to not waste yeah. these bits time. Mm -hmm. I'm holding you. Wanna, I'm holding I just want to add. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it, Jiggy. Okay, okay. I just want to add on the New Japan side of things. When is Stardom ever going to participate in a Wrestle Kingdom? They've been in dark matches there for like years now. True. Oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking to uh, JPQ from a uh, Brainbusters language. He loves uh, Stardom. Uh, hashtag uh, watch stardom people. All right. Uh, that's a great question. I've been wondering about that too. New Japan. Oh, New Japan. I don't watch you as much as I used to, but uh, stardom, when are the girls actually going to be featured on your show? When are they going to be featured on your show? Hopefully in the next five years, but then Hopefully. again. But then again, uh, you actually <laughs> didn't give me what I want for years. <laughs> oh, God. As much as I love you, as much as I respect you and praise you for being the best pro wrestling on the planet. Oh, man, oh, man. New Japan, you made me sad at times. To the point that I actually did have depression. <laughs> but I progress. Let's do something that's going to give Zachary Shiloh something very, very happiness because... These two puns, Kins and Loves, they got to get ready to get out of the attic. So, Jiggy Kins, Jiggy Kins, you got something that the people have been waiting for. So, Here we go. The main event is under the blueprint. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is time to get out so, yeah. of 2021 and into 2022. I present the terror reading of September. 2021 through December 2021 by the almighty Jiggy Kent. So, Han, okay, okay. go on. ahead. Okay. Whenever you're ready. I am just currently shuffling right now my cards. I've actually been doing this for quite like for the past 30 minutes or something. Just like, oh, get a feel of like, <laughs> just to get a feel of the question already. So, this is just oh, to so like, gauge of like, your career or like your life in the next four months. 
Oh, you can do uh, anything you want, love. You can give me a mix or you can give me a one focus. I'm just here to actually hear my life going into 2022. You actually hit it on the head. Oh, God, I've been betrayed. I've actually had ups and downs in career. I've had people come and tell me that I absolutely suck and all these other things. I said, he called it right. He called it right. I, oh, my God. I literally almost one day, I'm not kidding you, I almost crashed on my knees. And I said, what? He was on my show practically four to six months ago. And it's almost like he called every single moment. Every single moment. So I said, I got to get back in touch with them. I got to see how the rest of my year is going to go. So MGB Graham, I know you are listening to this. You're losing your junk because you actually supported this the first go around. So uh, this is dedicated to you, old friend. Oh, that was currently shuffling through all these cards. Go ahead. Go, Miss Jiggy. Go, Jiggy Oh, Troy I understand that you actually got a reading by Jiggy Kenza. How's that gone for you so far? Well, I feel like how many readings did you give me? I think you gave me like I gave you a couple, two. like a couple. I, think, I know. I think I remember. Cool. I remember. I remember. I I I asked like, go, keep shuffling. Don't worry. Let me buy this yeah. airtime. I remember. I asked right. Jiggy. I was like, let me ask like one wrestling related one and one personal one. So I asked Jiggy like, is Bianca Belair gonna win the Royal Rumble? And yeah, he did predict that she would. Oh. She did. But I guess you didn't predict Becky coming back, did you? I bet nobody I saw her that coming coming. back. I knew she was coming back. I didn't know she was going to be champion. Well, you should have stopped her. You should have stopped her from coming back. She never should have been back in the first place. Anyways, yeah, I was kidding. For legal reasons, I was kidding. Um, but yeah, the other one, I also asked him if like, am I going to be able to shift programs in college? Because the one I was, I used to be in, I was really unhappy with. And so, you know, like, if Jiggy's out here in her clairvoyant era, let me ask her some questions about that. And yeah, I, it, it, was, it was a really long process to go through. But yeah, it did. The end goal, the end result did work out in my favor. So y'all know that this is a tea. So DM her, slide in her DMs. Yeah. It's out I'm always open. I'm not as promoting at it anymore as like I used to before because I've been busy. I've also been learning like other hobbies, like digital art and stuff and whatnot. So you know, but you know, I'm always welcome. I'm always like open. Like it always has my yeah. So yeah. So Zach over here on the city deck. Can I like like nope, I can't. So um, left, right, and middle. All right, Jiggy Kins, whatever you decide to pull out for me, I am happy and grateful of. Okay, I'm just going to choose one myself, I guess. Okay, so, okay. Uh, do you want me to flip the cards like this way, or do you want to do this way? Mm, okay, let's see, you got it up, and now you want to tilt it, or you want to do it? Uh, yeah, you can go to... All right, let me close my eyes. Let me tune into key in the room. All right. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, 
go with the left. With the left. The left side that you were actually doing before. Yeah, like that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, like that. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to remind you that uh, the cards aren't really meant to predict the future. The main thing Tarot does in general is just really give us guidance to see uh, potential, to see what potentially might happen in the, in the future, and to really just give us a heads up. And it's really just meant to guide you to like the path that you're destined to be in. So you're not here, so. Not here, so I'm just gonna knock for you. I'm gonna knock for you three times All right, knock, knock on. Okay, I'm gonna put down the cards over here. I got four cards one for each match September, October, November, and December. Yeah, so, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to the very first card for the month of September. We got the Miz over here. <laughs> The Miz was a nice heel era. You're going to turn yeah. heel. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh oh. I'm going to go heel. What's, uh, what's that say? Okay. I'm just going to look as well. That's what I usually do. I brush through with the book set when I interpret it in my own words and relate it to people who choose. Oh. Uh oh. That, that oh, sounds okay. like I'm going to have an eruption and actually tell people off. Oh, that sounds like something I'm getting ready to do shortly. I can feel it in my soul. Ooh, and I need to vent. I need to actually explode on certain people. I'm not going to name any names, but uh, let's just say it's forthcoming. So if that's my September, um, Jiggy Kins, you already hit it on the head before you even told me anything. Continue. Okay, so just to like... Um... There's like a couple of like, like words out there. Like the key words when it comes to seven of swords are uncertainty, illusion, and self-funding and strategy. So the upright seven suggests a tricky situation in which things are not completely clear. You may be formulating a plan but don't have all the information you need. Or the plan may be risky and could backfire. This card can represent superstitious action and advice diplomacy. So I guess like um it really it's really just saying that. So you do have something planned for you. So yeah, you have mentioned as well earlier. But then again, this just you don't have all of the details yet. That's the really hard part. Like, who knows? Maybe like as little as, oh, I don't know, like if there's anyone who'd be like willing to like go along with me in this ride, or even let's say ask the guys, oh, what if COVID is what if there's like another big COVID data out there, everything is shut down. So there's just a lot of uncertainty when it comes to you pursuing your career right now. And yeah, you just really don't, you're just not 100% sure in what to do, even though you already have an end goal in mind. Oh, so, yeah. it's a confusion about uh, business and life. Oh, that sounds like me. I actually do hit that style of stuff. Okay, love, continue. There's a month of October. I forgot his name. Oh my God, the devil. I know he Who's always gives me Japan. Oh, yes! Oh, Suzuki! Oh, yes, yes. He is a legend. Yes. Okay. Hit me. Okay, the devil card. Okay. So, Suzuki. The, the, you know, contrary to popular belief, devil card never isn't necessarily a bad card. But the key words to it are obsession, indulgence, fear, materialism, and egotism. When the devil shows up in a reading, he recommends reevaluating the relationship to people and material things that keep you chained. It's time to let go of old fears, hang ups, inhibitions, and waste 
to manipulate others to satisfy your needs. The devil tells you to figure out what's true, what's false, at least for you. So yes, the devil card, as I always say in my reading, is that it's a card all about breaking free and getting out of your comfort zone and some of what you're known for. That's why I'm looking in the card over here. There are two people chained. To, oh well, in this situation, there's a ring post. So like the main situation is the devil card encourages you to get out of that system and to really just like see it in a different light. So it seems like in October, you are going to get some, some some sense of clarity, like more clarity when it comes to what you want to do. And, you know, there's going to be some things that aren't necessarily going to favor on your hand, but you should just, you should just like not focus on like what your perspective on things and really see the situation as a whole since there's a lot of, as like the one of the pepper says, there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to your project still at this point. And maybe your ego might get in your way if you really want things like done your, your way specifically. Yeah. Oh my week. God. You pulled out Minoru Suzuki for my October and uh, kids. <laughs> I haven't talked about this yet, but uh, J- Game Changer Wrestling, who we actually say we love, it is all talked about in love. <laughs> We're not yeah. crucifying Brett Lauderdale at all, completely. I'm just asking for better equivalency and more power of uh, non-Caucasians in title scenes and tournaments. That's all I'm asking. Uh. They have announced a match that Zachary Shiloh's been waiting for almost practically his whole adult hunt. And that's called Minoru Suzuki versus Homicide. I said, excuse me? What? Minoru Suzuki's coming out here to New York and he's fighting the Notorious 187? Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Funny that Brett Lauderdale always has something for Zachary Shiloh. When I'm stepping away from the wrestling industry, <laughs> Brett likes to try and reel me back in. So, oh, God. I'm already doing something that's kind of business-related that day. But I heard about it, and I said, Brett, Brett, <laughs> you son of a gun. You actually gave me a dream match I've been waiting for since you almost practically opened your doors and had – Bloodsport become my favorite wrestling event of the year. <laughs> so, Brett Lauderdale, if you're listening to this, oh, dear God. Homicide versus Minoru Suzuki. Take my money. <laughs> Take my money. Thank you very much. I, I may be busy that day, but still, shut up and take my money. Murder Dad versus the 187. <laughs> Let me take off my glasses right now. If you're not watching this. Oh my God. Oh my God. When I think I can't love wrestling, something flotastic, phenomenal happens. All right. Jiggy Kids, back to the tarot reading. Okay. So up next the month of November, we're going to go with it's the reverse, the tower. With the iconic throwing of Undertaker of Mankind on the steel case. On the Hell in a Cell, actually. Oh, yes. dear God. I pushed Shinsuke off the cage. 
<laughs> oh, dear God, Nakamura, you're, fu- you're getting the McFoley tr- treatment. Oh, dear God. Okay, so this is the reverse. So this is how it showed up to me on reverse. Oh, that's really McFoley getting pissed off by the Undertaker. I see it. But yeah, anyways, uh, progress. Okay. Card number 16. Okay, over here. Oh, okay. interesting. Then I get a numerology, as I just observed. The devil in, okay, so in, if there's two types of, in tarot cards, there's two types of arcanas, the major and the minor arcanas. The minor arcanas are like the sword, the pentacles, the, the rod, no, not the, the rod, the wand. And the cups and the major corners are like the devil, the tower, and all. And just I, I just want to add a little bit more background before I read what's on the tower page. The devil is number 16, and the tower is number 16. So, like, there's some numerology in itself. Interesting. Okay. There's some continuity. Okay. So, the tower is all about change, freedom, upsets, destruction of the old. Perverse. Reverse meaning. When the tower appears reversed, you're refusing to change old habit patterns and will suffer continued disruption in the form of unforeseen difficulties until you finally get the message. At a deep at a deep level, you're being prepared for the changes that must eventually take place, but you're resisting what your inner self knows already. Once you alter the limiting beliefs and behaviors, you'll experience a new sense of freedom in your life. Yeah, so it's really just so it seems like on the month of November, you already know that, okay, whatever I am doing, it is not working whatsoever for what particular reason. And you already know, like, the steps and, like, what to do at that point. But it's really you're just your own stubbornness. It's really getting in the way of you actually succeeding. So, you know, at that point in November, you should just really, like, fight it. You already know what to do. And you really shouldn't let what... You really shouldn't let like what you personally think of to get in the way of potentially like having like a bigger like success when it comes to your thing. And yeah, just don't just like what the other part said, don't close your mind to others. Maybe they have a really good perspective as well. That's for the month of November. Okay, so I'm to step into my power for the most part, but keep an open mind and heart. All right, that sounds Okay. All right, and here we are, the grand finale, December. And finally on December. Oh my god, I actually got you actually got one of my favorite cards. It's the lover's card, and it's Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Oh wow, Jasolan. Hello, Jasolan of uh Russell Joy and my dear writing friend. That card is meant for you, hun. You love yourself some golden lovers and uh some other women do too. Okay. I'm a fan yeah. of them to some degrees. All right. What's that all I about? Love, I love the relationship, like as like as like wrestlers and all it's really fun to watch. Okay, the lovers. Partnership, union of opposites, choices, harmony, cooperation. Okay, so so far it's so good. It really looks really nice. This is a part of cooperation of working together with others with others to accomplish a joint purpose. When it appears upright, it signifies an attraction and partnership of some kind, not only romantic variety though. It can also suggest reuniting this disparate parts of yourself. The lovers represent a period of harmony in personal or professional matters. Sometimes it indicates you need to make a choice between the things you value, but you'll make the right decision. So 
yeah, overall, the tips for are going to come out 2021 with a pretty, it's going to come out really positively for you. So maybe the person that you keep on butting heads with will find you. You guys will like meet your end, will ha- have end meeting, and you guys will cooperate. And, or maybe if it's just within yourself, you're going to get rid of all of the old beliefs that you have and actually put into perspective what the others think of. And it's coming off of in a very harmonious way. So, you know, in a very harmonious way. And it would actually work. So, but I am seeing a lot of partnerships though. So maybe you might have someone to help you there or maybe even like a joint, someone's going to join you in the process. So just to like cap it off or I just, just want to cap it off. So it seems like uh, more or less the cards are the same. So from September to November, there is still going to be a lot of buzzing heads. There's still going to be a lot of problems. There's still going to be a lot of uh, complications when it comes to how you how you're gonna approach this thing that you're gonna do. But come December, it looks like all of like that all of this is eventually gonna pay off, and it's gonna create like a more a more tolerable and way better working environment for you. And you're gonna come into 2022 in a really bright light, as I would say. Yeah. It's really nice. It's all of it. So yeah. So if you just really just follow the path of the cards, it really seems really positive for you. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm gonna listen to that part all over again and then take notes. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Because you I know this is not really my future crystal clip. I know that. I went into that the last time knowing that. I'm going into this the same way i brought it on so we could have fun with it and plus for you to promote something that means near and dear to you so that means more than me than this thing actually going right if it happens it happens it don't it don't i'm not crying i am open to the universe for what happens is there some stuff that i'm gonna take action on on my own Yes, I am. And kids out there, I may actually have something in mind soon, and I'll touch upon that eventually. So with that said, oh, I love you too. Holy, it was great talking to you and catching up. It's getting late where you are. So it's time to start wrapping this bad boy up. So I started to change my outro with three things because uh, certain people cannot hear what I'm asking. So I believe now it would go. Your hopes for the future, my dear Pipe Bomb Show beloveds are, all right, this time around, we will go with Troy. Your hopes for the future, my love, are. Well, you know, the last time you asked us that question, I basically just said that, you know, we could just, you know, keep consistent with like the content that we were making um, and to like meet more people outside of the community that we already have. And I feel like since we've been, the last time we've been on your show, I feel like we've done just that. Um, We've also made some more adjustments to our show to cater to like our class schedules because it's going to be hard to maintain a podcast while being a student. So we're trying our best. So I would say my hopes for the future is kind of like the same reach out to more people who are just as passionate about wrestling as we are 
um kind of build that relationship or connection with them um because you know at, at the end of the at the end of the day um the only people that we have to lean on is each other at least in the wrestling community that is true um but yeah other hopes i hope that we start getting more how do we say this like i don't know more reach larger reach um larger Mm -hmm. numbers when it comes to our listening a larger following there we go a larger following in the future um but you know given it's an online setup it's kind of hard for us to promote and that given that we're you know all the way in the philippines but when all of the mainstream wrestling is abroad it's gonna be very hard but you know never say never never say never that's right that's right. A certain somebody that's getting ready to join me shortly uh, said that, and I'm saying to myself, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so that's great hopes for the future, my dear Troy. Now, Jiggy Kids, it's a, your turn, beloved. Your um, hopes for the future. Again, at the top of my head is definitely number one, of course. Finish college and study abroad, especially in, I really want to study it in the U.S. in general, if I'm lucky enough, like, I don't know if I've ever, like, sold this to, like, anyone in reference Twitter, but if I'm lucky enough, I would want to go to Columbia University. Uh, so why not? It's just one of my biggest dream schools out there. When it comes in, and to take a master's, that would be such a big thing for me. Or, like, and, but I'm not that choosy, to be honest. I, I could take, like, any school over there, and I would be completely fine. Um, get ready to get better at my craft when it comes to tarot or even drawing. I, I'm just like, uh, so I'm getting like into digital art for those who don't know. I I haven't posted a lot of it in wrestling Twitter, but that I'm actually going to send you some of my work. Uh, why not? I just I just want to show you how it is. So if you're like two of them, one wrestling related and one not wrestling related, I just sent it to you on Twitter. And, you know, besides that, continue the good of the Tide Bombshell podcast. I'm extremely satisfied already from what you've done. We've met so many great people. We've literally met our idols within uh, DS, Paloma Moxie, and so much more people. So I think the cherry on top to all of that is just to continue keep on growing and continue what you love because but um yeah that's just really my big dream right now to like get it out there like i feel like troy and i just really do this for fun like most of the time even like really we haven't been promoting our episodes because quite frankly we forget that we, we don't have to promote our episodes we just do it out of like we just record if we want to so maybe to be a bit more responsible when it comes to that and that's kind of it for now all right that's great hopes for the futures. Oh man. And I see your podcast doing something. If no, 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 not if all right, I'm tuning into the energy of you both. All right. You both have aspirations of coming here to America. All right, let's do something or a feeling for you both that's wrestling related and your podcast related. All right, you're passionate about wrestling. You're passionate about your podcast. All right. If no, when when this is all done and the international borders are truly clear, I can see you both coming out here to America for some big wrestling event. I'm thinking. I'm thinking 
if AEW, NWA, and Impact legit are in bed together, even with New Japan to some degree, that AEW will present their own version of what Ring of Honor in New Japan called G1 Supercar. And I believe it should be out here in New York. And I can feel it if the international borders truly are clear. When they are truly clear. I can see you both coming out here. Especially from the standpoint of the women, women's divisions, I can see you both coming out here. And believe it or not, I'm looking for one last wrestling hurrah live standpoint. I feel like I left the wrestling on a live standpoint from not a completely good place. And I need something that is going to make me say, you know what? This is legit the last hurrah for me. I can complain now. I can complain now. So if and when this AEW thing happens and you truly do decide to come out, I will do my absolute best to actually meet up with you both for it. Same thing if uh, MGB Gramkins, Matt Love, Ella J, or whoever else in the wrestling community actually decides to show up for it. I will do my absolute best no matter where I live in the world, I could be in England, I could be in Africa, I can be in Japan or wherever. I will make the effort to come and see AEW at Madison Square Garden with their friends, their business partners, if it truly is to come to pass. All right, so now let's get to, if not now, can I bother you within the next week? or month for three people you think would go good with me to be interviewed by me in this show. If not right now, I'm not asking for right now, boys. I'm saying within the next week to a month, can I bother you for three people you think would go good with me in this dynamic to talk wrestling or whatever else yeah, I already, I already have people in mind. Yeah. So, ooh, okay, hon. In mind, oh my gosh, okay, okay, I'm open. You want me to tell you now? Oh, if you want to tell me right now, it's okay. But if you want to tell me in DM more so, then I'm respectful to your uh, choice of preference, my love. Well, um, the first person that I thought of is. Um, since you brought up Ella J, um, this is someone that J- Jiggy and I haven't met yet, but we do plan on contacting her very soon. Um, her name is Samira. She's one of oh, Ella J's I've closest friends. Oh, you've talked to her before already. Um, but she, uh, I'm not on this show. I tried to get her. Oh, okay. Show, but, uh, she didn't uh, respond. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Just 
I don't know, maybe try your best to like contact her again through email because I think that's her preferred mode of communication. But oh, she seems okay. just like such a lighthearted person to be with who's just as passionate um, about wrestling as we are. And um, mm. I don't know if, if you need to know this now, but I believe she lives in Pennsylvania. So you might have to check out time difference if there is any. Oh. So hope that's some sort of help. Samara lives uh, right near a couple of friends of mine. A uh, matter of fact, okay. I believe Jen from the uh, Dragon's Den Wrestling Podcast, who has guested for me before. Uh, she okay. lives in the PA. Uh, my dear friend, John Gallagher, who's kind of a wrestling fan, but more so uh, more of a metalhead. Uh, he lives out there. Um, my dear friend, uh, what does she call herself? Uh, Gita. She lives out there. Uh, so many other people. But I'll try Samira again. Why not? I'll even try uh, Ella J again. I don't know if they'll respond. I hope girls you will. I hope you will. Uh, but if they don't, I understand. Uh, thanks, Troy. That's two. So uh, wh- who do you have last if you have a third? A third? Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but you can try out Rest Friends. Um, so the, the, that's actually two people. Um, Tati Oh, well, that's cool. And what's her name? Iridian. Iridian, what's her surname? I forgot. Ferrero. Ferrero. Iridian Ferrero. Those two. Rest friends. Yeah, they're people that I like got to discover from Ella J. Ella J basically gave Jiggy and I so much connection. So, like, none of this would be possible (laughs) without her. So, thank you, Ella J, for taking care of the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So, there you go. Rest friends, Tati Chavez and Iridian Ferrero. Oh, okay. I gave you four. (laughs) That's even better. That's even better. Okay, so I'm going to need you to actually send me the rest friends information. Oh, sure, sure. Because I'm unfamiliar with them, and I do have LAJ. I think I still have her on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I think I still have her. Uh, Samara, no, I don't have her at all. So I'll try her via email as you ask. Okay, so uh Kins, do you agree with uh, Troy? I want to just agree. Those are all amazing people, and you're going to have a really fun time with them. Oh, I could feel it. Uh, Ella J, she was absolutely fun when she actually did it with me. Uh, I think sometime after you guys came on, or was it before? I got to look at my own history. I've, I've done so many of these. It's like... <clears throat> Goes my brain now. Okay, uh, let me see. All right, Ella J, Samira, and Rashman. All right, good, 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 good. All right, so here we are at the true end, and that is what can Zachary Shiloh do for you, my loves, going forward? Jiggy Kids, go first, love. Well, honestly, you can just like continue to support us, and why not have like have us over again sometime from now, like maybe in another six months or like even sooner. Who knows? Oh, I will. All right, Joy, hit me. What can I do for you? Well, yeah, same with Jiggy. Um, just continue supporting the Pipe Bomb Show podcast. Um. Because, like, you know, this is, you know, how we did get to know you as well. Both of us have our own podcast. So as long as we continue supporting each other, um. It, I, we're good to go. That's all that we ever ask. It's just Aww, very small. So for well, any help, is, uh, is, 
I forgot the I forgot the line. Any help is just come up with something. Thankful. We're thankful, period. <laughs> I, that's the best help. way to put it. There we go. That was perfect. There we go. There we go. That's better. All help is good help. All okay. right. With that go. said, I will need these two's uh, contact information. Please listen to their podcast. It's absolutely fun. I love them wholly, and I will definitely have them back on. And MGD Graham, I'm sure you're going to want them again on your show. Especially from the standpoint of tarot reading, Would that say one goal, one aim, one road, one focus, and that's love? Even if it sounds like I'm venting, and I did, <laughs> along with these two, yes, I did. I will continue to vent because it's my show. Uh, I am what people call passionate. I am passionate about writing. I am passionate about health. I am passionate about general life. And I am definitely passionate about all of you out there, kids out there. Thank you very much. I bow to you all in respects. And I bow to these two kids, huns and loves, because they are absolutely great. And I wish them nothing but the best. And I will honor them completely with that said this has been part one of international day in black lions domain you shall see me in part two do something for somebody that i love holy and i haven't done this thing for anybody else since a certain greatest influence of mine came on last year so uh get ready to actually have your jaws on the floor. I am practically, all right, uh, two hours and 41 minutes away from putting on a blazer for my dear friend, my dear publisher, uh, Sandy Stockowicz. Uh, hi, love. I'm getting ready for you shortly. All right, with that said, Thank you all again. See you in International Day Part 2. Thank you, Pipe Bombshell Boys. Bye, kids.